time to talk travel for our sponsor, Travel On King. Sally Lucas, yes, Switzerland has to be the ultimate in mountains, don't you think? It has to be, and it's what they call the chocolate box country, you know, the the beautiful pictures. And I guess that entranced me from quite a young girl, and that was one of what, the first the chocolate places. or the mountains? No, the, <laughs> the, the pictures of Switzerland, the photos, they just entranced me. And I, it was my first place I always wanted to go to in Europe was to go to Switzerland, and, and it was. It was one of the very first places I went to. And it is so beautiful. But travelling around Switzerland small country that it is, the Swiss have made it extremely easy with their public travel system and they offer you a pass which lets you travel by train, bus, boat, etc, mountain railways nationwide. So it's a great way of getting around Switzerland as well. And they have all sorts of other interesting things like they've got an express luggage service that's unique to Switzerland. And so if you're wanting to go from point A to point B without lugging your bags, so long as you get there 30 minutes before your train departs um, and drop off, um, I think it's at, say, at 9am, then you can collect them the same day at 6pm from the railway station you're going to and you don't have to worry about your luggage. So that's incredible. They even do a door-to-door service as well. Mm. As well. So that, that's something really fantastic. And they also have luggage lockers so at the stations, which some people don't have or some stations don't have anymore, some countries. Um, so they do. So if you're just there for a day trip or, you know, your train's not going out too late that night and you've checked out of your hotel, at least, you know, you've got somewhere to leave your luggage. So some of the really good things about their transport system. Now, however, we were talking about as well and of course it's really an area that's iconic I guess for Alps and, and mountain ranges and there's just so many that you can visit from any of these lovely spots like Lucerne, Bern, Zurich, um, Zermatt of course and you know the Jungfrau Jock well everyone knows about the Jungfrau of course it's one of the most famous mountains of course and it's Europe's highest railway station at 3,454 metres above sea level, which is quite remarkable. So you can do daily excursions there from Interlaken, Lucerne, Bern, Zurich or Ost. Um, Mount Pilatus, uh, it's the world's steepest cogwheel train and aerial gondola to Pilatus, 2,132 metres above sea level, and you can do that out of Lucerne or Zurich. Another one is called Glacier 3000. It's one of the most well-known accessible glaciers in Switzerland, 3,000 metres above sea level. Obviously, that's why it's called that. And you can uh, do a peak walk there. There's dog slides, toboggan runs, snow fun park, glacier uh, walks, etc. And you can do that yearly, uh, year-round, daily rather, from Montreux and from Gestad. Um, the other one is one called, I didn't know this one, Jane, Gonagrat. Um, you climb the steep mountainside in an open-air rack railway. And once you've reached the top, you enjoy the views of 29 peaks with the Matterhorn right in the centre. Oh, lovely. And apparently it's a great starting point for some wonderful walks. And you can do that from Zermatt, um, the Matterhorn, of course, another well-known. And it's the highest, Europe's highest cable car. And, of course, it whisked you up over really incredible glacial crevasses up to the Matterhorn Glacier Paradise and then a beautiful world of ice and snow immerses there for you. Um, and you can also do a glacier palace, which is 15 metres below the surface of the ice when you're there. Uh, Mount Titlis, which you can do from Lucerne or Zurich. Um, Matterhorn is from Zermatt, of course, as well. Um, that Titlis is the world's first revolving cable car that was ever built. Oh. So there you go. So that's another interesting one, and, and it's the highest suspension footbridge in Europe once you're up there. 
uh, Rigi, Queen of the Mountain, they call it. It's Switzerland's most popular day trip mountain excursion and has been a firm favourite with tourists since the Victorian times. And great location for hiking or merely soaking up the views, and that's out of Lucerne. And Estanzahorn. Um, now, you go there, as, it's a double-decker with an open upper deck as you go up the side of the Stanzerhorn to the summit. It's only 1,850 metres above sea level, but it has some wonderful picturesque hiking paths through the flower reserves there and the parks, which you can do out of Lucerne, Zurich or Bern. And lastly, but not leastly, Schilthorn. Um, so you do a cable car ride to the summit there, which is just under 3,000 metres above sea level. The world's first revolving restaurant was built there, which offers you wonderful views of the Swiss Alps, and you can do that out of Interlaken. And not even get a stiff neck. <laughs> exactly, and not even get a stiff neck while you look at all these wonderful vistas. So Switzerland is a beautiful place to visit, of course, and a small country, so very easy to get around. And as I said, the public transport system is excellent. Sally Lucas, we're staying on the other side of the world now. We certainly are, Jane. As you say, we have just um, commemorated Anzac Day, of course, which was wonderful, especially the Villa Bretonneur area. But this is something a little different. Um, it's commemorating 100 years since the signing of the armistice. And a company called Wild Earth Travel is um, providing a cruise on an exclusive small ship to commemorate this. And this is from the 9th to the 22nd of October this year. And it's sailing from Thessaloniki um, to, to Athens. So it's, they've got a guest speaker on board who um, is a prominent historian and professor of history emeritus at Yale University, uh, Mr. Jay Winter. Um, and they've got the opportunity to visit significant Anzac war memorials and sites on this cruise. So you're departing, as I said, from Athens and then you go on to arriving there, obviously, from where you fly in, um, into Thessaloniki. Uh, you go to the Salonika Front. Um, then you go and embark on um, Panorama 2, which is another site. Lemnos, Murdros, Myrina, Gallipoli, per Pergamon, Delos, Mykonos, Crete, Athens. And then, of course, at the end of all that, you can you can fly home. So Panorama 2 is um, the name of the vessel. You have seven nights on board that, and you have three nights beforehand at the um, hotel in Thessaloniki. And you're visiting, as I said, lots of um, highlights along the way. The Thessalonica front inland is inland from Thessaloniki, and you go and visit there. Two days exploring Lemnos, um, a full day touring the Gallipoli Peninsula, and visits to the battleground of Crete. And they said they'll also be plenty of opportunity to explore our family heritage for those who may have links to the Anzacs in the Mediterranean. So it's a great opportunity if someone is really interested in this particular um, part of where the war was served. And of course, we had a lot of Australians based in Crete, of course. Um, so it's, it's a fantastic opportunity and it includes, it's a special package that includes your international flights flying via Dubai. Um, so it's a great package they've put together, a total of 14 days all up. Um, they are saying that this has got limited cabins available if you're interested. The voyage will not be repeated. Uh, it's a one-off. So it's a specific interest, of course, for people who are interested in that part of the war. But I thought, yes, it would be a wonderful thing to do and experience it um, from a vessel as well. And then you get your guest lectures on board. So you are getting a lot of information as well. And arriving at Gallipoli in a different way. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And taking yes. in some of the wonderful Greek islands yes. too. Yes, that oh, like that's lovely. always quite lovely. Yeah. 
this is just something a bit um, different. <laughs> Catching some Zeds on future A330s. I don't know whether any of our listeners have heard about this, but they're talking, some of the airlines, about converting their cargo area to a sleep area because they're not apparently um, taking as much cargo anymore on passenger flights. Oh. So it means that they've got a little bit of space down there. So whether this, they're saying it could happen by tw- um, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It'll be, we don't know what cost it'll be yet or anything like that, but they're sort of like they've built pods down into the cargo section and they'll be built like inbuilt containers that they can load in or off as is required. Um, you've still got to be in a seat for takeoff and landing, but then you can go down and go have a little nap. <laughs> I mean, it's a full bed. It's, it's not just like, you know, it's amazing. It's not a seat that becomes a bed. It's an actual bed. So, yes, the containers are said that can be removed. They, they look like the A330s could be, uh, should be able to hold up to four containers at a time. However, some might only need to put one or two in if there's less demand or if there's less crowded flights, etc. So this is something that Airbus are doing. Um, as I said, the cost we don't know. It'll be quieter. It won't be at all crowded. Um, <laughs> You'd be on your own. <laughs> You'd be on your own. Um, yeah, so we'll wait and see. Watch this space. But, um, yeah, they, look, so, yeah, 2020 or 2021, these lower deck sleeping facilities should be available. guess it could be handy for people who particularly maybe do have a very important meeting or something where they really need their sleep yeah. um, uninterrupted with no noise. Um, so yeah. there you go. Something new, new that could be happening. Yeah. And... Um, I was just reading the other day a little blog about France and seven things to do in Paris no matter the weather. Well, you and I know that there's probably more than seven things you can do in Paris no matter what the weather. I mean, they're just saying, you know, save a hot chocolate or cafe creme in one of the city's cafes or tea rooms, um, amble around their elegant passage. And, of course, their passages are beautiful and they're so quaint and they're these covered if you like, walkways where there's all the beautiful little quaint shops and cafes. So if it's a rainy day, there's nothing nicer than walking through the passage, um, go museum hopping. Well, of course, Paris has got so many for you to visit and it would cover all genres of whatever you like, you know, from the modern through to the you know, Musée d'Orsay, which is your beautiful um, paintings of Monet, etc., etc., of that era. And then the underground arteries of Paris, they're saying there's things like the you know, Paris sewer system and things that are underground that you can do. So there's lots of things there to do. Um, and the catacombs, of course, well, that's underground as well. And they say the classic French way to watch a movie. And apparently they've got a, um, a 1920s Egyptian Art Deco film house called the Luxor and also the Grand Rex, which boasts the largest screen in all of Europe. And there's also apparently a Le Brady in the Strasbourg Saint-Denis quarter, which belonged to a, cinema, a cinemaker called Jean-Pierre Mocky, and of course the Cinema du Pantheon, which is the oldest surviving movie house in Paris. So there's, there you go. There's lots of little hints and tips about things you can do if it's a wet, dreary day in Paris. It's never dreary. Never dreary, <laughs> but it can be wet. Hot deals time in the travel marketplace at the moment. What's around, Sally Lucas? There's some great airfares at the moment, Jane, that South Africa Airways has bought out in conjunction with a few other carriers like Virgin, Cathay, Air Canada, Air Mauritius, etc. And this is a great way to let you travel via the two different continents or even three different continents in some cases. So they range from about 
two and a half up to three thousand lead in price economy in the low season. But it'll let you do just for an example to give you an idea. You could go from Sydney to Perth to Johannesburg, and then you could go either on to London or Zurich, Amsterdam, Frankfurt, any of those cities. Then on to Hong Kong and home. So that's an interesting routing. The other one is from here, then by Perth to um, Johannesburg, and doing the African continent with Mauritius, and you can go up to Dar es Salaam and Nairobi or Vic Falls and have a stop in Mauritius. So that's another interesting one. Um, you can also go from here via Joburg to London, Frankfurt or Munich, then continue on and with Air Canada into Canada. And there's a whole range of places you can visit there from um, Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, Halifax, Calgary, Vancouver. And then you come home through um, Auckland back to um, Sydney or Brisbane. Um, then the other one is, well, they're calling it the Wild Wild West, but you can go Sydney, Perth, Johannesburg, London, and then home via Los Angeles. And lastly um, is one that lets you do the South African areas and the South American. So you can go from here via Johannesburg and then on to Sao Paulo and then come out of Buenos Aires home through Auckland back to Sydney. So that's a great range of airfares available. So if you're thinking of anything combining any of those areas that it's, it's really a very very well priced um, on with some others the Cook Islands they always come up with these lovely little packages every now and again to tantalise us and the Cooks are such a friendly lovely little place to go they've got a lead in from under a thousand dollars with airfares and six nights accommodation you're actually getting 40% off your accommodation and four hundred dollars off your airfare so it is a great package um, you've got a book by May 16 and they have a range of other properties that's just the lead-in property and you're travel for this is between 27 July and 2 August and 17 and 30 August but for an extra 250 there are uh, on the lead-in price there are other dates available but just check with your travel agent you can go at, at other times at an additional cost. While we're staying in the South Pacific well it is South Pacific but we consider it almost part of us as Lord Howe Island and again they come up with some lovely little packages from time to time now these have to be booked by the 25th of May and they've got a 30% off airfare at the moment so that is a great saving there's uh, accommodation for seven nights with airfares in an apartment starting from under $1,200 so good value for money Staying in the South Pacific, Tahiti as well, we have got return air to Tahiti. You have two nights at Papiete, uh, three nights in Morea, and another two nights in uh, Taha Island rather Resort and Spa. So altogether you've got lovely, lovely package there with seven nights accommodation, airfares and lots of other inclusions, breakfasts, etc. And that's from under three and a half thousand, booked by 31 May. And again, there's an upgrade to uh, Bora Bora on that as well, if you wish, at an additional cost. Um, Available, available. Sorry, also till 31 May. We've got the Ovation of the Seas. Now, this is a great package. Um, this is leaving here on the 5th of October with Singapore Airlines. You fly to Beijing and you have a few nights in Beijing before you do a cruise. Now, the cruise then is departing on the 3rd day, day three from Beijing, and you're going down to Okinawa in Japan to Keelung, which is the port for Taipei in Taiwan, Hong Kong, then down to Wei which covers the Da Nang, you know, area of Vietnam, Nha Trang, um, Ho Chi Minh. And then from Ho Chi Minh, you come home again via Singapore, then home. So that's a great fly cruise, 14 nights in total. And that's starting from under $4,000. And that, don't forget on your cruise again, it's all meals. 
and something a little closer to home if you're looking for uh, Bali, which is still appealing to a lot of Australians. There's two absolute luxury properties have got a sale at the moment. Now, this is without airfares. You get your best airfare. Um, this one is called Double Six, which is a luxury hotel at Seminyak. Uh, it's on sale to 31 May. Seven nights there starts from under $1,000, uh, but you have use, uh, use of owner's lounge after checkout. You've got an 80 square metre leisure suite like it's really really wow. luxury huge um unlimited made to food order breakfast um there a three course set menu dinner per person there's lots of inclusions i could keep going on spa treatments etc etc and there is another one too which is with that's with asia escape holidays this is with Qantas holidays and it's the intercontinental bali resort at jimbaram bay again another full luxury property from just under a thousand dollars with six nights there a full breakfast daily and it gives you two free nights 150 us resort credit which is nearly just under 200 australian free afternoon tea 20% spa treatment re reduction, etc., and lots of food credits as well. And lastly, MSC Cruises have got a range of cruises next year, uh, this year rather, with 50% off for the second passenger. Um, Mediterranean Dream is a 14 night cruise departing 26 November. Greece, Malta, and Italy, 11 February next year. A grand voyage from Brazil to Italy, which is a wonderful itinerary. That's March next year as well. And all of these have got a book by the 8th of June, and the second passenger gets 50% off. Wow. Well, plenty to choose from, and we'll talk yes. travel again next Friday on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.